Welcome to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Welcome in, everybody, to a Friday edition of the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Clayton Harris coming to you live with Coach James Dickinson and Coach Mike Lau. How's it going, fellas? I'm doing great. How are you doing? This is Coach Mike, by the way. <laughs> a beautiful Friday. It don't get any prettier than what it is outside, Clayton. It, it doesn't, and it's homecoming at Columbia Central High School tonight for their game between uh, the Lions and the Raiders of Spring Hill, and we are on location at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And uh, at the end of this broadcast at 5.30, so about an hour and a half from now, uh, you'll be able to uh, listen to the Murray County Public Schools game day show right here on 101.7 WKOM with Barry Duke. And as we have mentioned this week, Mr. Drake Cawley is out on vacation. He'll be back next week uh, for the beginning of the playoffs. He'll be back on Monday for our Monday edition of the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. We give Drake a, a, a radio call name now, Clayton. Drake the Snake Cawley. Well, he's in <laughs> he's in the snake country down there in Orange <laughs> Beach where Kenny Stabler resided for many That's years. That's right. Uh, but, yes, we'll, uh, we'll also have a couple of uh, – Magic 8-Ball picks at the end of the show. Magic 8-Ball went 1-1 one one last night. Yeah, it kind of took a little bit of a hit, but it's still got a great record. Well, if, 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 I can going to say, betting. You came out, yeah. if, you, if you put the same amount I said a little on, bit on, of a hit. On, each, on each game, you, you came out about even. So, you know, and, hey, unless you parlayed it. Well, that's, that, that's true, too. Then, uh, but we do not recommend parlays on right. the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. But we have... Uh, two picks, one for tonight and one for tomorrow. So uh, we'll we will give that out at the end of the show. Clay, we got to mention too here what we got to do this morning. We got to go hang out yeah, with our friends yeah. at Ace Hardwell Trip Sal Trip Stoltz. Stoltz, yeah, I said Sal. I'm sorry, but Trip Stoltz and his wonderful staff. So we got to go over and spend some time this morning with them. That's that's a fun place. It is, and we were actually over there because uh, the fine folks at Ace Hardware donated a gas grill to uh, the Kalioka Athletic Booster Club, uh, and they will use that grill for all their ball games, for their hamburgers, hot dogs, and all those things. So we appreciate uh, Columbia Ace Hardware and Trip Stoltz and Jimmy Elliott and all those guys. For, and it's uh, a Weber. Grill too. Yeah, top nice of the grill. top line. Yeah, it was a nice grill. It was nice. So a big shout out and thank you to them. Now, Coach, this morning you were over at Breakfast Rotary at the Memorial Building. Why don't you uh, tell everybody about the guest speaker that was over there? Oh, they had Coach Bobby Sharp, the head coach at Columbia Central, got to speak this morning. It was he did a wonderful job. The folks over there to your Breakfast Rotary, a fine group of people. Great breakfast this morning and got to do a lot of uh, handshaking and see a lot of good folks over there. But Bobby Sharp killed it this morning with his uh, speech he made. Well, I want to spend a lot of time in this show talking about our high school teams because Drake not being here, that means we're not going to talk about Major League Baseball at all today, (laughs) although the World Series does begin tonight. So I want to let everybody know uh, the Phillies and the Astros, they do begin tonight. But I do want to talk about our our football teams because the season's coming down. Uh, It's going to, for at least two of the teams, possibly three, the season could end tonight. Right. Uh, 
let's start with the first matchup. We mentioned Columbia Central and Spring Hill. Columbia comes into the ball game tonight with a two and seven record. Uh, they're looking to finish out three and seven if possible. Spring Hill comes into the game tonight zero and nine. They have not won a game uh, this season. Uh, let's start with Columbia. We're more familiar with Columbia, Coach. We're going to bring you in to talk about Spring Hill because you've actually called some of their games. Yeah. But let's start with Columbia. Uh, I do the play-by-play uh, with Lewis Maddox, Coach Dickinson. He's the head coach at Whitthorn. He also helps out on Friday nights at, at Central. You know, the first two series of the season at Marshall County may have been the highlight. Because we got up 14 to nothing. And I'm not going to lie. It seems like after that, everything's kind of been downhill since. And the two scores, as being a coach on the sideline, I looked around and said, man, that was easy. That was. It was easy. I mean, ran it to perfection. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jordan Davis, Caden McCoy. Caden McCoy with 889 total yards on the season. He'll need 111 tonight to reach that 1,000-yard mark. But – um and I know this isn't an easy discussion, but what, you know, obviously last year with uh, Coach uh, Kit Hartsfield at Mount Pleasant, we saw them go two and seven or three and seven in his first season. You're seeing that with Columbia this year. Um, it isn't what we thought it was going to be. Uh, you, you know, last season, Coach John Moore took over 39 days before the first game. Columbia ended up finishing the regular season. Uh, six and four last year. They won the first round playoff game uh, against Mount Juliet. Ended up losing a very close game to Green Hill. Every game they played last year, they were in it and had a chance to win it. Yeah. This year, cannot say that. Cannot say that. I mean, you look at uh, two weeks ago, Lincoln County game. Oh, it was in it to halftime. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't close. Um, you. You look at the Page game. We had a 13-7 lead, and they come out and score 40 unanswered. Uh, what are your thoughts of uh, what we've seen out of Columbia this year? What I've, what, what I've seen out of Columbia, uh, you got talent, you got sides, but you have lack of discipline. You have uh, uh, a group of kids that seem to me like they're hard to buy in on the system. And they don't allow the system to set pace and put it in, and they they're all uh, you know it's it's sad to say, but it's it's you got a, a ton of kids out there that's uncoachable at this time of their life. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, uh, the word uncoachable because mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. And I actually I saw this yesterday. Uh, somebody made a comment on Twitter, and I actually reshared it on Facebook, and and it says this. It says all it takes is one negative comment in the car or at the dinner table to plant a seed in your kid's head that they don't have to listen to their coach. And from there, your kid can become uncoachable, a bad teammate, or both. And it doesn't take much to sabotage a team's chemistry. And I think you're right. I sit up in the press box every Friday night. I have the window open. I can hear, you know, I have, I got a headset on, right. but I got a microphone. I can hear what's being said down in the stands. It's unbelievable. Um, you have people that have no idea what they're talking about thinking that they're experts in football. And when their children behave the way they do, and then you see the adults acting that way, it's no surprise. No. It's, not, it's no surprise. So, um, And I don't know how you fix it other than 
you know, next season I'd have a player contract and I have a parent contract and, and I would have in there negative comments on social media, negative comments in the stands, profanity that that's to me is the biggest shocker is just the amount of profanity and the things that are said by adults. I mean, these adults are acting like teenage children that, that, that don't get their way. And then that bleeds into them. And, and it really, it's just a handful. It's not, it's not the whole thing. It doesn't take, doesn't take a doesn't lot. It doesn't take people. a lot. <clears throat> We've had nine seniors, if I'm not mistaken, that started the season that are no longer on the team. Exactly nine. So, Coach, what are, what are your thoughts? You've been part of, you know, culture change. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that's exactly what's going on is a culture change, and the the blowback that he's getting, the the, the pushback or whatever he's getting, Coach Sharp is getting, is people that did not want the old culture to go away. They want, and and yeah, they wanted to maintain, you know, whatever the the influence. old culture of of missing. Yeah, missing practice the, during the fall break, break and then certain, showing up on Friday and yeah, starting and. and yeah. And what they probably forget is what the results of that that culture was. Well, you know, that, that, it was a very, very uh, yes, it was very loose as far as team discipline and, and stuff. And so their their successes were were very sporadic. Uh, there was no system. There was no uh, consistency. And so Coach Sharp coming in with, with again as, as a Hall of Fame coach who has a tremendous record. Uh, and a very well-known um, attitude of you're going to do it, you're going to do it the right way, uh, or you're not going to do it. And and some of these some of these people just weren't ready for that. Uh, the 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 seniors kind of like hold it. I've I've quote unquote paid my dues. No, you haven't. You know, but you know I paid my dues. I deserve to play. Well, no, no, you're not. If you're not one of the best eleven kids out there. You're not going to play. And, well, at the end uh, of the day, Coach. And you, and you have to behave off the field the as well. At the end of the day, you, as old uh, Andy Griffith show, Barney fight, you got to nip it. You yeah. got to nip it, and you got to nip it quick. And, and it, it didn't get nipped in the spring. It didn't get nipped yeah. in the summer. And it ain't getting nipped now. So you got to look in the mirror at some point as a coaching staff mm-hmm. and ask hard questions. Why did we yeah. allow this to keep going on? And it's going on right now at practice. I was at yeah. practice Wednesday, and I've heard – a lot of negative. And I, I, I'm wondering if he's having some, you know, and, and I, I'd rather the, lose the coaching, it. you know, I, I, I'm feeling like the coaching staff isn't all on the same page. I, I, well, and that's, and, and, and think, that's part of, that's if your that's coaching gotta, staff isn't all together, then you are going to run into some. Well, he's essentially got three full-time coaches on staff mm-hmm. himself and two others. And that has to be fixed. You gotta, you gotta add more full-time coaches. That, that, that is a big problem. Coaches that's in the hallways and in the classroom yeah. at Central High School. Correct. That 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 is obviously a, an issue. My issue though still goes back uh, to these parents, and, yep. and it goes back to well, let's run the spread. All right, let me give you some facts. These are facts. These, this isn't an opinion. These are facts. We ran the spread offense in 2016 through 2020. We went 0 and 10 in 2016. Okay. So for anybody out there saying we need a new head coach, you know what? We gave the last guy five years after a no and ten season. Okay, that's the first thing. That's a fact. Here's another fact: between 2016 and 2020, in those five seasons, we ran the spread offense. We had a 23 and 32 or 31 overall record. We had a seven and 22 region record in those five seasons running the spread. I said very that's, sporadic. That's success. seven yeah. wins. Seven region wins in five years. That didn't work. 
that did not work. Last year, we had we had Coach Moore as interim. We had a new offense, a new defense put in 39 days before the start of the season and had the best season on record since the 2012 season where we went and were state runners-up. We had our first home playoff game last year for the first time and we uh, since 2012, and we won our first home playoff game for the first time since 2012. And we also – here's the other fact – we beat a team last year in our own division, 5A, that had a winning record for the first time in a decade nearly. Yeah. So, again, they can say all they want to, the offenses. Maybe you need, maybe the parents need to look in the mirror, and, I, and again, it's just a handful, and they need to say, you know what, I need to be encouraging and not discouraging. I don't need to be saying negative things that I know my kid is going to take back onto the practice field or the playing field, and it's going to neg- negatively affect others. We have a behavioral issue, and that's what has to be fixed. And these coaches, yeah. and, I, and I know they can't go home and they can't discipline these kids. They're not their parents. Yeah. But uh, until everybody gets on the same page, you're going to have problems. Now, you can sit there and say, well, you know, Central's a mess. They got problems. Spring Hill's 0-9. They've won like four games in the last five years. That's that's a problem. What we have is a situational problem that can be fixed. I have no doubt in my mind that Coach Sharp and uh, Dr. Steele are going to get it fixed. But but you go yeah. back to last season, Coach Moore. You go to second-round playoffs. I was part of the staff last yeah. year. It was negative. Parents said <laughs> harsh things. I've never been talked to. In my life, like I got to talk to after a JV game last year, and you know, well, unless you go undefeated and win every game, is the parents going to be happy then? Well, I don't think that's it. I, I, think I don't either. It's clickish because obviously the last coaching staff had a losing record and had a seven and twenty-two region record, and there wasn't there wasn't much complaining about them, uh, like like we're seeing now, but. It goes back to culture. When you can miss practice and then show up and start in a game, or if your kid's getting to play because you're a gridiron member, this and that, then, you know, things are different, you know. Uh, but, again, this program, this school, there's no reason why year in and year out Columbia Central shouldn't be competing for region titles in 5A football. I agree. Especially yeah. when our new region gets unveiled in, in, in a couple of weeks. So, um and it can be fixed. I was there in 2008. Yeah. The very next year, Real, all we're in the it, state, 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 state championship. All it takes is a group of players, uh, preferably seniors, but uh, all it takes is a group of players to band together, to buy into the coach's system, to buy into the coach's program, and say, okay, we're going to make this work. We're going to do what it takes to make it work. When, we, uh, when, we, uh, when, when Walt Smith and I came into Mount Pleasant, one of the first things we had to do was change the mindset, change the culture. And we were, uh, we were, it was nice that we had a group of seniors who were, who were tired of what had been going on. They sat down, they listened to us, they listened to what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it. They bought in. And sure enough, we were able to turn it and it had some, had some really good years fairly quickly. You know, again, we, that first year was was kind of a rougher. We had to get to know each other. We had to find out some things. That's just a question and, for me, Mike. Yeah. Why did Walt Smith leave Mount Pleasant? Combination of issues with the the, the changeover in the funding. You know the the uh, you know the, the, when Mount Pleasant accepted that stimulus package and stuff like that, uh, they changed the administration out um, and 
the incoming administration was not nearly as supportive of the athletic program as the previous one, and that, that they started dismantling. Had a, had a brief stint too. Yes, yeah. very very brief. But it, you know, they started dismantling the coaching. Did staff. Walt quit? Uh, they sort of. He went to Zion. I know. Yeah, he, he left did. And went to Zion. But what, did, uh, did he did he decide to quit himself, or was there something else there? He was. I, I, I'm going to say this. He he left before he was invited to leave. Uh, okay. It was one of those situations that she had uh, she basically dismantled the program. She had sent me to Kolioka. She sent uh, Tipper off. You know, it, well he he left and ended up going down to Lawrence County. Uh, but what we a run Mount pay- Pleasant had though for huh? that, for about ten years. Mount Pleasant was a tremendously yeah, yeah, good football uh, player. But again, the there was a, a, a change in administration and the support for the program went down because. There were some things, that, some decisions that were made that kind of put the coaches in a bind. Um, I was a, I was a core class teacher. I was an English teacher, and uh, she wanted to do something after school. It's kind of like, well, ma'am, I'm, I'm under contract to be busy after school, <laughs> and uh, can, now, you know, we 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 suggested alternatives. They were basically turned down. And that was what, uh, you know, that was basically what Walt saw was, okay, you're dismantling my program a piece at a time. I'm going to move on to where somebody, where I can get some more support. So and Zion, what, Zion wasn't the answer for him, was it? Uh, no, he thought, again, going into a private situation, he could do, you know, he would be allowed to do some recruiting and stuff, and he just didn't have the, the, the wherewithal okay. to do that. Well, we're up against our first break here on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, a Friday edition with Coach James Dickinson and Coach Michael Lau. I'm Clayton Harris. We'll take a quick timeout and we'll be back right after this. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Does it really matter where you get your jewelry repaired? 
Of course it does. When you take your jewelry to a hometown jeweler, you build trust. Hello, I'm Rick Tillis, owner of Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia. I started as a goldsmith 30 years ago, and because of my experience and our staff, we ensure all repairs are completed to the highest of expectations. So yes, it does matter who repairs your jewelry. And if you are in need of any type of jewelry repair, please stop by for a free consultation. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hi, my name is Cody Goins. I'm a partner here at Roof Systems, Inc., formerly known as Davis Brothers Roofing. We still have the same great service and same great people. Roof Systems, Inc., we do commercial and residential roofing. No project is too large or too small. Education is key here for us at Davis Brothers Roofing. We want to make sure that every customer knows exactly what's going to happen from the time we start until the time we finish. When a homeowner replaces their roof, it's the largest expenditure that they'll ever have. That's why we hope you choose us at Roof Systems, Incorporated. Check us out at www.roofsystems-inc.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm the Republican-endorsed candidate for Columbia City Mayor. Columbia is home, and there's no other place like it. And the city itself is special. But what makes us great are our people. And of course, we've known this all along. Now the world has taken notice and everyone wants to move here. So it needs to be protected. And that's why I'm running for mayor and I'm asking for your vote. We need to control growth and make growth pay for itself. We need to keep Columbia free and open, protecting our small businesses and churches from unnecessary mandates. We need to keep Columbia safe by hiring and maintaining the best police and fire in the state. And we need an economy that works for everyone in a city and a county that works together. There's no time to waste. The future of Columbia is in our hands. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm asking for your vote for Columbia City Mayor. Paid for by the committee to elect Debbie Matthews Mayor, Ken MacArthur, Treasurer. Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, Friday edition. Coming to you live, Clayton Harris alongside Coach James Dickinson and Coach Mike Lyle discussing high school football. I think that first segment was more like a therapy session. <laughs> uh, yes, it does. <laughs> Again, it's Bobby Sharp has 288 – well, actually, it's, I guess, 290 now. So for you know all those naysayers and critics out there, go win 290 games and then come talk to me. And it's just ridiculous, absolutely. And that's ridiculous. something we won't see in our lifetime. High school coaches winning that kind of that amount of games because it's not going to happen. Who's going to want it? And that's my thing. All these people wanting to run him off. You know, and again, it's just a handful. Who in their right mind would want that job? After seeing all the crap that's been been said and done so far this year, if you've been to a ball game, and my apologies if you have and had to witness and listen to that crap. Well, you know, one of the things you know, there's there's an old saying, you know, he didn't forget how to coach. No, you know, and, and uh, we were talking during the break. Uh, his first year, his first year or two at Lewis County, 
were tough years. Uh, Nick, and, Nick established, and, and I'm not, I'm not comparing to Nick Saban, but Nick Saban lost to Louisiana yeah. Monroe his first season at Alabama. I mean, let's yeah. just be honest. He went well. Anytime six. you go through a transition, you you it, it's it's very very hard to get everything in place that you that you're used to having in place, especially when he's been at you know at Lewis County for so long. He he worked very very hard to get all that in place, and it was kind of a self perpetuating machine by the time you know right. he got to there and. You know, you you look back at it. What did he do to get it there? Well, it didn't happen in one year. It didn't happen overnight, and so now he's leaving that machine that's still actually running quite well on yes. its own, and he's having to rebuild. Yes. And what do you you know? One of the first things you learn is in car manufacturing. What do you got to do to rebuild something? You got to dismantle it first. That's it. It's called a process. And yeah, it's a process. You got to dismantle it, find the problems. You got to dismantle it, find the problem, fix the problem, and then put the machine back together correctly. That doesn't happen overnight, especially well, when you're dealing with human beings that are, you know, and, and again, high school kids who are facing, who are dealing with so many distractions right now that we didn't deal with when you and I played. Well, <laughs> and here's the thing, though it's not just the football team, it's the whole school seems yeah. to be going under this transformation with the leadership yeah. of Dr. Michael Steele, where they're, they're putting discipline in and they're holding people accountable. And here's what if, and if, the, I, if I'm one of the, the multi sport athletes playing, and if I'm, I'm one of the, if I'm their parent, I'm not saying a word. I'm not running my mouth. I'm not yelling explicitives out in front of people and dogging the coaches and putting stuff on social media. Cause guess what? If I'm the baseball coach, I wouldn't want that kid on the yeah. team. If I'm the basketball coach and I wouldn't want that. What kid. you're seeing. And, and, and that's what's going to happen. Yeah. The principal and all these coaches are going to start holding all these kids accountable from sport to sport. And that hadn't happened out there in a very long time. Yeah. What you're seeing though, is the whole school is going through these growing pains, these changing pains. And the football team just happens to be the most visible part of it. Correct. Right now. Correct. You know, the whole school is going through a very similar uh, transition and change, and I think it's going to be one for the be- for the better. It, well, you know, and, and it's and so we were at a know, powder puff game this week, and last year they wouldn't have even thought yeah. about sending the student so, body outside of the building. You know, and, and football is is in a fishbowl. Regardless, you know, when it's going great, it's better than it really is, and when it's going bad, it's worse than it really is because everything's magnified on that football field. Everything's magnified when you put that jersey or that coach's hat on, and good or bad. And right now, like I said, the whole school is going through a very similar change that the football team is going through, except now the football team is what's on stage. They're the what's visible. They've got all the spotlights on them. They're the ones that have, 50, you know, or have, you know, anywhere from 400 to 900 to 1,000 critics watching them every Friday to see what their, you know, their ups and downs in this, in this change. You, you're not happy. You don't see that in the classroom. You don't see that, you know, the, the same change is going on in the hallways. The very right. same change is going on in the classrooms, but they don't have a thousand spectators watching them do it. That's true. And so we just got to, you know, you know, I, I, I want to say so much to the coaches and administrators, hang on and keep doing, you know, you got things turning and, uh, you know, it's like pulling a tooth. It hurts when it happens. But it's but gonna it get sure, better. But yeah, but it sure does feel a lot better when you get it done, and when when everything starts getting better for you, and uh, it's gonna happen. Uh, I just I've seen too much. These people carried in too much success where they came from. 
I mean, you got guys that have won state championships, and I know people. Oh, yeah. that was twelve years ago. Yeah, and and the players were a lot different twelve years ago ago than they are now too, as far as their discipline and buying in and respecting. A th- that that that's to me yeah. is the most disgraceful thing of it all is the disrespect of uh, adults that you see from Again, teenage kids and also tooth, from the parents. That tooth may have to be pulled. That boil has to be lanced. Uh, you know, so the healing can take place and, uh, it's going to happen. Uh, if, if, if these people, you know, and, and the people in charge, I, and I think, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Steele is, is kind of the right guy for that because he's willing to stand the line to toe the line with his coaches and to weather the storm. And if they do that, uh, I really believe you're going to see a dramatic improvement with this team in the future. If they can just hold the line with what they're doing and, uh, and, and weed out, weed out the problem. Well, moving on to spring Hill <laughs> where uh, things don't get much better. I don't know about parents and, and, and I don't yeah, hear nearly yeah, yeah. You know, in the games I've gone to, to broadcast. There's not nearly the angst <laughs> going on yet. No, right. they're, they're, they're not happy. They're not happy about losing games and all that stuff by, by any stretch. They're zero and nine. They're zero and four in the region. They have not scored a point in the last three games. So that's twelve yeah. quarters without a point. They scored seven against Coffee County in a forty-two to seven loss. That was. They haven't scored since September twenty-third. So that's yeah. where we are. They were they're zero and nine this year, um, and looking at last season, uh, Spring Hill was uh, one and eight in twenty twenty. Uh, which, if I'm not mistaken, twenty twenty was the year that they should have beaten Central. Oh yeah, yeah. That game got delayed Dante a day. Smith. Yeah, they, they. I don't think it was Dante. Was it not? Um, they went three and eight that year. That, that's probably the best year they've had in a while. They went three and eight. Uh, they beat Lawrence County in a four, COVID. That uh, was a COVID win. So they went two and two and eight. To be honest, they beat Richland nineteen fourteen and beat Maplewood uh, thirty five to nothing. And then in twenty nineteen, they went to. Uh, let's see here. As it, I'm waiting for it to pull up here, twenty nineteen season they went one and nine. So they've won. Uh, two, three, they've won four games in the past four years and none yeah. this year. And but they the still games, have the same head coach. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, what, um, what, I mean, what you've, you've seen them play yeah. this year. You've seen them play over the thoughts. They're just, there, there's, there's not much there right now. I, I'm sorry to say they got uh, numbers. They got, they got, numbers, they, but, they, they but, got some, I, I'm yeah. telling when I broadcasted the game in 2020 with uh, Lee Maddox, we're up there during pregame warm-ups on top of the yep. roof, and I'm sitting there thinking, we're in trouble. And we were. If that game hadn't yep. been delayed a day, we would have gotten beat. There, yep. There's no doubt in my mind. We they have been beat. on the verge of some success almost at every game. They'll 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 get something going. Uh, again, We watched them against Paige uh, in, that, in that game that was in bad weather. In fact, it got delayed into the, to the next day. Uh, early on, they had some success uh, – you know, having a little, they had a little quick slant pass that popped, and you know, safety missed the tackle for Page. He ends up scoring. Uh, Page didn't have their quarterback, you know, uh, available to him, and so they were having to work through some things. It seems like Spring Hill, just about the time they start having some rhythm, they start getting some rhythm. They'll they'll get a holding call. They'll they'll penalize them, or they'll have a bad play, and they'll set them back, and they just don't have the wherewithal to overcome the setback. 
they're in that situation and they're in that mindset right now that we've got to play a perfect game to win a game. And you're not going to play a perfect game in high school. It's no. just not going to happen. And so the first mistake that happens, we're going, oh, here we go again. You know, and, and you can almost see them. You can almost see the shoulders start drooping just a little bit. Um, you know, they keep fighting. It's not so, that so, they so bad. It's, it's so not it's, bad attitudes. It's, it's just, a mindset. Yeah, it's a mindset right now of I've got to play a perfect game, and when I don't, man, here we go again. And what do you think, Coach? What I see is a lack of talent. They 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 don't have what I call the horses, and uh, they do so many things. Even a simple punt, and I watch several of the game films. They get one or two punts blocked per game. I mean, you know, when they turn the ball over, uh, from what I what what I see, the kids give a good effort out there. What they got out there, they they get after it. And at times, do you think, well, they, they look pretty good on that series. And then the next four series, you look at it and scratch your head. Play calling's ter- terrible, in my opinion. Uh, you know, it's it's multiple things. I see what's wrong with spring of football right now. Yeah, they uh, – and, they again, they're running into like, – you know, I call it a personnel problem. Uh, their, their starting quarterback got hurt last week when we, when we did their game against Mount Pleasant. He's – Limited success as he was, but he, he the starting quarterback gets hurt uh, in the first half. They come out and literally go quarterback by committee. I think the coach was actually sending the plays in with the quarterback, and basically they went to a uh, uh, shotgun wildcat. Really, what it was was the old Notre Dame boxer single wing. Yeah, they had and, actually four different people yeah, took snaps yeah, last took week. Took snaps, and uh, it was snap the ball to the to the tailback. Run right, run left, uh, and, and had some success because the kids they put back there were running backs who were were decent runners. And you and Mount Pleasant wasn't quite ready for that type of offensive set. Now again, Mount Pleasant made a couple of adjustments, a couple of series. They made a couple of adjustments, shut them down. But uh, last and, week, uh, if you watch that game real close, Spring Hill was just as physical as Mount Pleasant was. Yeah, during the course of the defense, game. defensively, Spring Hill. Kept them in the game. They had the they they had the uh, the the, the turnover the, the opening kickoff went for a touchdown for Mount Pleasant. Then uh, in within it, see the second or third series uh, offensive series there was a, a muff punt that, that Mount was the Pleasant, first series first series muff mm-hmm. punt that Mount Pleasant gets the ball on like the twenty five yard line punches it in. After that, the Spring Hills defense shut Mount Pleasant down. Yeah, but, and, but on the other hand, though, and, Mount Pleasant and, didn't play well. Right. They didn't play well. And, and no. again, you, you you see Mount Pleasant kind of maybe overlooked. Looking, overlooked them or something like that. But, you, again, you see these edges of success. They're on the edge of success. They're on the edge of having this. And then uh, offensively, here the, as well as the defense was playing, the offense was playing horrible. They just couldn't get anything going. I think uh, they threw two picks know, in the first. There quarter. was uh, two picks, a muff and, punt. Uh, of course, and there was both teams. Both teams were were horrendous in the penalty department. I think the leading rusher was the referee that marked off the penalties. I think he had over three hundred yards. But uh, <laughs> uh, there were there there were multiple times we look up and see second and thirty eight. You know, third and forty. <laughs> Just an ugly game. What yeah, it was, it was an what I come ugly from, game. I watched it three different times. But it was it film. was ugly. It was the fact that you know you would have one or two plays that looked decent, and then three or four plays that were horrible. All one I got to say is McCoy needs 110 yards to bust his thousand. He should have yeah. that in the first quarter. 
Yeah. Well, we saw, you know, again, Mount Pleasant Columbia played earlier in the year. You know, Columbia won by two touchdowns. And, you know, all you hear is, you know, you know, they should win. They're a 5A school. But then Spring Hill, you know, Mount Pleasant goes up to Spring Hill last Just week and owns them. Yeah, I mean, 24 to nothing. And you don't hear anything about, you know, you know, a 5A school losing to a 2A school. So it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, before we move on to Columbia Academy, what are y'all's thoughts on the game tonight and maybe a prediction from both of y'all? Well, I'm going to go first. Columbia Central tonight will come out and put it together and beat Spring Hill by three touchdowns. I don't know about the three touchdowns. I, I see Central pulling together a little bit and uh, able to take control of this game. I also see, again, Spring Hill's problems with execution. Just It's just not there right now, uh, especially if their quarterback is, is still hurt, if that, that ankle's still bothering him. Uh, they don't really have a passing game at all. And Spring and, Hill's small. Yeah. They're small. They're, yeah, they're, they're quick. They've got a couple of guys that can go if you get them out in the open, but getting them out in the open is the problem. That's it. And, well, Central will be without their starting quarterback tonight, Luke Usselton, who I think he has the flu. Uh, he, he's out. Uh, you know, most people would say, well, don't say that on the radio. They don't know. I guarantee you they know. Oh, yeah, they know already. There's too many yeah. people. Too many eyes. Yeah. I mean, we, we got people at Central that worked with – some of the former coaches at Spring Hill, so I'm sure it's it's already out there. But we'll see what happens. Maybe it evens it up a little bit, and we'll so have a good ball. What's your thinking on it, Clayton? You know, I I, I was going to wait and give my opinion on the uh, on the game day show, but you know, um, I, I expect Columbia. Hopefully, they'll come out and, and do what they're supposed to do and take care of business. Spring Hill has not beaten Columbia since the fall of 2003 at Lindsey Nelson Stadium, which was deemed as the party in the park. Head coach for Spring Hill was Coach Mike, Mike Miser. His defense coordinator, Coach Howard Stone. That's right. <laughs> so um, it'll be a good game. Hopefully we'll have a big turnout. Uh, now, move, Homecoming, too. It is. It's homecoming. We only got a couple of minutes left for our next break, so we'll try to get into this CA game before we take that break and then maybe finish up afterwards. Columbia Academy, they come in. They are three and uh, five on the season. They dropped the game last week to Clarksville Academy. It's the first time in school history Columbia Academy had lost to Clarksville Academy. They had a 14 nothing lead in the first half. But Clarksville Academy makes a big comeback, and they end up winning the game by seven, I believe. This is a playoff game for CA. Tonight. I was going to say, they're, all practical purposes, it's a playoff game. They're, they're at Leapers Fork. They play Grace Christian, and uh, the winner gets into the playoffs, and the loser, their season's over. Uh Start with Coach Dickinson. You you were at Columbia Academy. You played against Grace Christian. You know some of the folks on both sides. Uh, what are your thoughts on that matchup? It's like you said, it's a playoff game. Grace wins, they're in. Columbia Academy wins, they're in. So one of them's going to be omitted from the playoffs tonight. Um, and this Columbia Academy is playing a uh, quarterback for the second weeks. So never took snaps of quarterback. Grace Christian's got a good quarterback. You know, I think it's going to come down to who have got the ball last tonight. I think both of them can score at will. CA's got a tremendously good running back out there. And uh, Grace Christian got a couple of good kids. So, uh, you know, you hope that Columbia Academy can go up there and win tonight so they'd be in the playoffs here in Murray County to have two teams in the playoffs. 
Yeah, this is Coach Seth Anderson's first year at the helm as head coach uh, for the Bulldogs, a former quarterback there and longtime assistant coach. Uh, coach Mike, you've called a couple of their games this year. What are your thoughts? Uh, really going to be dependent on, on uh, CA's line. Uh, they've had a couple of linemen nicked up in the last few games. They're getting them back this week, and uh, hopefully they'll be back at full strength. Um, and if they if the line can control the situation and let their, their good running back – control the game then they've got a pretty good chance if they have to rely on that uh, on that backup quarterback to throw the ball to any at all or something like that they, they could be in trouble well it's going to be interesting those games will be kicking off here in about two and a half hours as we are here on a friday edition of the front Port sports radio hour i'm clayton harris alongside coach mike lyle and coach james dickinson we're up against a break and when we come back We'll talk uh, a little more about uh, some of the matchups in the area tonight as Mount Pleasant's going to host Chapel Hill down uh, in Mount Pleasant as uh, the Tigers have already wrapped up their region championship and they start gearing up for playoff football, which will start a week from tonight. We'll take a quick timeout and be back right after this. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. 
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. This is Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder asking for your vote in the upcoming city election. Over the last four years, we've accomplished a lot together. We've seen record-breaking job creation and investment. We've made infrastructure improvements during a time of unprecedented growth. We've led reasonably and responsibly even during difficult times. And we've maintained our momentum while keeping that Columbia charm. But we're just getting started. There's more left to do. Let's be proud of our growing community while working to grow responsibly by ensuring growth is paying for itself. Let's continue with infrastructure improvements so we remain well positioned for the future. Let's keep investing in our public safety and law enforcement communities so that we can remain a safe community. And let's continue to unite behind a common cause of wanting our community to be the very best it can be when it comes to living, working, and raising a family. I'm Chaz Mulder. I'm proud to be your mayor, and I would be honored to have your vote. Committee to re-elect Mayor Chaz Mulder, Tina Adams Treasurer. Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, Friday edition. Clayton Harris alongside Coach James Dickinson and Coach Mike Lau. Final segment of the show. And as we mentioned before the break, Mount Pleasant tonight hosting Forest High School out of Chapel Hill. In a game that really doesn't mean anything other than the Forest as they're trying to get into the playoffs. They'll have to beat Mount Pleasant, is my understanding, to get into that third or fourth spot uh, in that region, Mount Pleasant already has locked up uh, the region title. They will have home field advantage in the playoffs. So this is going to be a, a good tune-up game for those guys. Yeah, uh, these are the kind of games, though, that tend to scare coaches when you don't have anything in particular that you're trying to advance or play for, and you're risking <laughs> you're, you're risking an awful lot. Uh, you, know, you know, Mount Pleasant's got a great core of guys that uh, – you know, the quarterback especially can make things go, but you get him nicked up in a game like tonight, uh, those, those that's a scary situation. Now, it's not that you don't want to play the game, uh, but at the same time you go in knowing, you know, you're you're really focusing on next week sure. as much as as much as you can and you just hope you get through this game without uh without any you know major losses as far as personnel and, and stuff like that. Forced on the other hand, they're playing for their lives and they're gonna come out uh, pushing hard, you know they've always had a, a, a hard-nosed football team. Even when their record is 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 weak, they're they're a bunch of good, what I call good old country boys that that play hard, love the game, uh, just play hard for the sake of playing hard, and uh, take a lot of pride in doing that. Uh, and they're going to come out and they're going to try to hit Mount Pleasant in the mouth and make some things happen. Uh, whether they've got the, I don't know if they've got the the people to do that the whole game. I think they're going to have some early success. Uh, you know, I think they're going to have maybe even have a couple of surprises. I think in the long run, Mount Pleasant's uh, superior, you know, athleticism is just going to – they're basically going to outrun them, you know. Coach Dickinson, your thoughts? 
Well, I'm, I'm totally opposite. I want my kids to come out to, tonight. I want to coach them up this week and say, hey, let's hit a tribe this week. Let's go ahead and, and put them to sleep by halftime and I'll get my younger guys in. I want to be up 42 to nothing halftime. Well, that's exactly what you want to do. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't want nothing yeah. else other than that, guys, okay? Yeah. That's yeah. what that's where yeah, it's got to be. That, yeah, because that's how you, that's how you set the success. tone for the first week of the playoffs. You go out there and dominate tonight and let's yeah. get it done. Yeah. You don't go out there just thinking, hey, let's don't get hurt and like that. Let's let's just just do enough to get by. And I meant to say that in the back of the head. Let's, you know, let's the go out there and that, put but... our foot on their throat and choke yeah. them out at halftime. Let's do what we supposed to do. Let's play Mount Pleasant football because that's what we are this year. Well, you can listen to that game tonight on 101.7 WKOM. Barry Duke and Coach Michael Lyle will be on the call. And if uh, you want to listen to the Columbia Spring Hill game, that'll be uh, on 103.7 WKRM, our 76th year of Columbia Central High School football. Uh, Lewis Maddox and myself will be on the call for that. And then I want to tell everybody to join us at 530 uh, in about, I don't know, 45 minutes or so from now, uh, live from Lindsey Nelson Stadium for the uh, Murray County Public School Game Day Show. With Barry Duke, who will be there for about half the show before he heads down to Mount Pleasant. And uh, you'll get the privilege of uh, listening to me uh, get up there, and uh, who knows what I'll say. So, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but we'll make it fun. I'll put it to you that yeah. way. We will make it fun. It's kind of like, like the group you had in here yesterday uh, for, for our show. We had a good time with it. Struggled a little bit with some of the technical issues, but we had a good time with it. <laughs> Well, speaking of tonight, uh, and I'll do this in, in honor of Drake, we have uh, the World Series uh, that that'll be starting. I know Verlander is on the mound for the Astros, and that's all you got to tell me uh, for me to put a little uh, coin on the Astros uh, as they are in their fourth World Series in the past six years. Yeah, do they have this, the, this time? They're going to try to do it without cheating. I just say, do they have the trash bags instead of the trash cans? Um, <laughs> To be determined. You know, again, Philadelphia comes in a little bit like Atlanta last year, just kind of catching fire at the right time. I don't know if they have as much momentum as the Braves did a year ago, uh, but uh, they're definitely uh, playing good baseball. They took down the Padres, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, that, that gets going tonight. We have a couple of college football games uh, that will be on tonight as well, and we have a Magic eight ball pick coming up here in a matter of moments. Guys, anything you want to get into before we close this thing out? Titans travel to Houston yeah. this Sunday. Tra- Houston's yeah. won one the, ball game. The big mystery. Tra- trap game. Yeah. Uh, the big mystery is going to be uh, does how much does Tannehill play and how much does he play if he plays? What's wrong uh, with Tannehill? Give uh, him he's got an ankle. Uh, he, he, he twisted his ankle. Uh, he, they're being very, very hush hush about. How you know what kind of injury, what kind of ankle injury he's got? If it's a high ankle sprain, it could be, it could be pretty painful for a while. And, so, and so, so Malik Willis is, is probably getting is, some reps. Yes, they. Uh, the practice reports is that Tannehill has been at practice. He's been on the bike the, the whole time, uh, or standing there next to Malik, coaching him up. Uh, Malik's getting all the reps though in practice. Uh, of course, when they made their big Super Bowl run, you know. McNair never practiced either because he was all beat. He was always in a boot or some kind or of body in the cast. hospital. Yeah. yeah. Or in a body yeah. cast or something. But then he'd always show up on Sunday and, and play his lights out. Um, guy was a warrior. Know, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I believe Tannehill will probably start. I think they're going to tailor the game plan to keep him from, uh, being put in harm's way as much as they can. 
but I also see as soon as, as soon as they can, one way or the other, uh, Malik's going to get, he's going to get his time. And that may be a good thing for the Titans offense. It may change the pace. I mean, how many times have you seen a guy get injured? The backup come in, they do really well. And then you got a quarterback controversy. We saw it with Dallas. Uh, with Cooper Rush yeah. uh, winning, I think, four games in a row. Unfortunately, they, they lost to an undefeated uh, Philadelphia Eagles team. And then Dak Prescott uh, came back against the Lions. And I think all three of us could have played quarterback and still beaten the Lions. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how that works out for Dallas moving yeah. forward. But uh, th- that'll be interesting yeah. in a big AFC South matchup in Houston. Uh, Henry should have a big game, too. Uh, Houston has a very, very difficult time. You know, they're ranked really, really low in stopping the run. So Henry's, uh, you know, Henry's set up to have a huge, huge day. The next question I got for you guys, Tennessee, Kentucky game. Does Kentucky I don't play think, with Tennessee? I, I don't think they got the offense. I don't think so either. I don't either. It's, you know, you said something about the classic trap game. Uh, that's that's where this is. Kentucky's got just enough that if you don't play them, you know, if you don't focus on them, they can sneak up and bite you. If Tennessee plays the game that Tennessee normally plays, no, there's, it, it won't even be a contest. Yeah, if their offense plays the way it's been yeah. playing, Kentucky's going to have to score yeah. sixty. Yeah, them. it's not going to be close. The the problem is is Georgia's on the horizon next week, and how many how many Tennessee guys are looking past Kentucky? If, very few. I hope. Very I hope few. That, I hope you're right about that. I, 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 I haven't really had, had enough success to learn how to do I, that. I, I hope you're right about that. that that's the problem, though. I they think, haven't had enough success. But I think Heifel be experienced enough to keep focused. Heifel's good enough and, to, to keep. Yeah, focused. and there's I, the he's a, he's a smart guy. I, I, I agree with you on that. I, I think he's smart enough to. You know, I'm sure he's been preaching. You know, this week, this is week, <laughs> this is our Super Bowl. This is our this is our championship game right now. Because if you don't take care of Kentucky. You can wipe out your playoff hopes because, you know, it doesn't matter what you do next week. If you don't beat Kentucky, then then the, everybody else is going to say, okay, next, <laughs> go to the next group. Yeah, you're flashing the pan, go on. Well, it, it'll be interesting. You can catch the vol coverage all season long on 103.7 WKRM for football and basketball. Guys, we're down to our final minute of the show. Uh, it's time. Coach, uh, without any further ado, Let's give out the magic eight ball picks that we received from uh, the Gulf Coast earlier today. Eight ball picks. Listen to this, folks. La Tech minus six. Wake Forest minus three and a half. That's tomorrow. So La Tech tonight at Florida International minus six. Right. Wake Forest at Louisville tomorrow minus three and a half. That's the picks for you guys. Be responsible. Play safe. Yeah. (laughs) Can't afford it, don't do it. (laughs) Well, guys, we appreciate it. Been another exciting show. Uh, Stay tuned. Uh, We'll be back on Monday. And uh, as Coach calls him, Drake the Snake Collie will be back in studio. With the claw. With with myself (laughs) and uh, Coach James Dickinson. So, for Coach James Dickinson, for Coach Michael Lyle, I'm Clayton Harris. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.